Whenever I had a problem, I I thought, I thought to myself, life was so hard. I I had so many problems, but every time I had a problem, I'd go to Bill about it, and he always pointed me to Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good to them who love the Lord. Stayigute. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear the final part of Cree Elder Anne Morrow's story. Previously, Anne shared how she was abandoned by her mother and abused in residential school. We pick up her story as she's making the most important decision of her life. I begged the Lord to forgive my sin. I knew I was a sinner. So I thought if this man would receive me, the man Jesus, and if I come to him and ask him for forgiveness, he won't turn me away. So that's what I did when I knelt down. I asked him to forgive my sins and that I would tried to live for him. And I think that's all I said. So I got back up off my knees and sat down and read the Bible. I didn't get too much of it still. I Again, I started from Genesis and I after a while I thought to myself, I wish I had someone to teach me to understand this book. And I I didn't know there was such a thing as Christians anywhere close by. But the school teacher from the Fallen School was uh, Mrs. Lillian Pegg. She was a neighbor. Shortly after, a couple of days or so, Mrs. Lillian Pegg came to me and started uh, witnessing to me, I guess it was, but I didn't know she was witnessing, talking about Jesus and asking me if I was a Christian and if I ever accepted the Lord as my Savior, and I told her what I had done. And she invited me to church. And that's where I got grounded in the Word of the Lord. I began to learn more and more. I went to the Baptist church there on the highway. It's still there today. And it's still in use, that little church on the highway, 13, going towards Pigeon Lake. Anyway, for the whole summer we were there, and part of the winter, because the kids were going to school then, we stayed in one place. We didn't move around like we used to. If Pete had to go to work, he went to work by himself. But I stayed home with the children, and they got going to Sunday school, and I went to the adult Sunday school and also the Bible studies, Wednesday night prayer meetings. And they taught me a lot. That's where I got grounded in the word of the Lord and got to know Jesus personally. After about a year or so, our house burned down. And I thought that was a real disaster because... We now didn't have a place to live. A man was kind enough to lend us 
a farmhouse. We moved into there. But I went to church quite regularly, even if my husband didn't go. At first, he tried to prevent me from going, but since I was going with a lady, he didn't mind so much, so he let me go to church for the whole time we lived there, which was about five or six years, I think. But when our house burned down, we started looking for a place to live. My husband went to Edmonton and he met this man at the bus depot that told him about a Métis settlement northeast of Edmonton. So we moved from there in the summertime and moved to the Kikano Métis settlement. We lived in a tent to begin with because there was no house. We lived in a tent for part of the summer, and then he built a log house, and we moved into the log house, and we stayed there for five years. And there again, I met a man that invited me to to go to church, and he was a native. His name was Bill Jackson, and he invited me to church, so I I got going to church, and the kids got going to Sunday school, and we were happily settled there. We lived there for five or six years, I think it was. We really were grounded in the in the faith then because Bill Jackson was a good teacher and uh, he taught me about the Lord and and every Sunday he was there regularly and he'd come for visits also. And, and I started helping in the at the church there. One Sunday, he asked me to teach Sunday school. I think we had lived there for about a year or so when he asked me to teach Sunday school. And I thought to myself, there's so many people here that have been going to church all their lives. Why doesn't he ask someone from the group? But I didn't ask him, of course. I just, I just said, I, I, I can try to teach Sunday school. I don't know how I'll do. I said, but I can try. So when I went home after he asked me to teach Sunday school, I took my Bible and I read and I read and I read some more. I think I read until midnight. Every day I'd do that until the following Sunday. I tried to cram everything I could into my <laughs> into my mind and Of course, I couldn't know all about it, but I tried. I thought to myself, how can I teach something that I don't know next to nothing about, you know, because I was a fairly new Christian. But anyway, I started teaching Sunday school, and that helped me a lot because I think I learned more than my students did. I, I taught myself more than I taught them from studying the Bible and going to every Bible study but I felt as if I, I'd never know enough. The more I heard, the more I knew, the more I wanted to know. It was just like a hungry person. When you eat something, you want to keep on eating because it's so good. But the word of the Lord was something I never got enough of. I wanted to read and read and read. So every free minute I had, I, I read the Bible. And that's what I did. And... Finally, 
I started teaching a ladies uh, sewing club also. We we talk about Jesus and the Bible and do our sewing at the same time and and helping with the church and Bible camps. It kept me busy, and I was happy there. Whenever I had a problem, I I thought I thought to myself, life was so hard. I I had so many problems. But every time I had a problem, I'd go to Bill about it, and he always pointed me to Romans 8.28. All things work together for good to them who love the Lord. And I thought to myself, why doesn't he quote it to me instead of I have to read it for myself? (laughs) But I guess that's, that's how he taught. Anyway, he'd quote Bible verses to me that I was supposed to read whenever I asked a question. He pointed me to the Bible, so I got in the habit of reading the Bible, which I still do. I love God's Word. From then on, I always tried to be regular and go to church on Sundays and Bible studies. And It was not an easy life, and it's still not. Of course, I have it good here now in the senior lodge. I hardly have to do anything for myself. Everything is done for me. But the Lord has been so good to me in every way. Whenever I'm sick, I know where to go. I go to the Lord with it. When I'm in trouble, I go to the Lord. There's nowhere else to go but to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can help us, and He has helped me all my life since I accepted Him. The Lord Jesus Christ is the babe who was born at Christmas. He knew that He was going to come to earth in time past to come and die for sinners like us. Still, He didn't turn away from what his father had in store for him. He knew that he would die on the cross of Calvary so that we could be forgiven. There is no other way that our sins could be forgiven except to trust the Lord Jesus Christ for our salvation. He came to live and die for us so that we might live again in eternity with him because we're sure of eternity once we have the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives we can be certain that when we die we'll go to live in heaven with him he paid the price that God required he suffered and died on Calvary so that we could be forgiven And he's still the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's the same Jesus that walked this earth and healed the sick and the blind. He still can do the same. He's still doing miracles every now and again. I've seen quite a few in my life. I'm happy that I have the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. I don't think I could live any other life but to continue to live for what I have left of life 
I am now 85 years old. I was in in my late 30s when I accepted the Lord as my Savior. And with His help, I've tried to live for Him as much as I could and to raise my children so that they too would know the Lord. There's no one like Jesus. I love Him and I pray that each one who hears this broadcast will get to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. There is indeed no one like Jesus. Do you know Him? If not, I recommend you pick up a Bible and turn to the Gospel of John. It's there that you'll find out who He is and what He's done so that you can be saved. It's there that you'll read these amazing words. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. If you would like to know more, please visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life. You can also write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. We're also on Facebook at Without Reservation. Missed a program or want to listen again? You can download our app and take the storyteller with you. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Friends, there are more amazing stories to tell, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.